Are you wondering what a light worker is? Would you like to know how to deepen your relationship with astrology? Do you want to know the difference between your sun sign, moon sign, rising sign, and how to utilize those to get to know yourself and your loved ones more? Are you curious about the idea of remembering into the future? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Chloe Jabwa. Chloe is an intuitive spiritual mentor, and she works a lot with astrology. Chloe gives a very interesting, more logical viewpoint on spirituality and energy healing. And this is because she was an atheist. She was studying physics. She got her master's in physics. And she has this very scientific background, but she was still able to find her spirituality from that very scientific place which is such an interesting path that led her to her current career as an intuitive spiritual mentor. So in this episode, Chloe tells us more about how she went from a physics master's student to a spiritual mentor with an expertise in astrology. She tells us how to use astrology to go within yourself and understand yourself, build the life you want, and raise your consciousness in general. And she tells us what's actually in the fifth dimension. And she combines this answer with kind of a physics point of view. It'll be really interesting for you to listen to. Towards the end of the episode, Chloe talks about what yoni rituals are. So this is a very bite-sized intro episode to a different take on spirituality from a different unique viewpoint that Chloe has. She gives us some steps into how to go deeper into astrology. She gives some steps on how to become interested in aware of her favorite healing modalities. It's a really fun episode. I love Chloe's take on just life in general. She is such a special person. I know you will enjoy it too. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and an intuitive health coach, and I help you discover your psychic gifts and become more intimate with yourself along the way. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Say hello. Ask me any questions that you have. I am always happy to connect with you and spread love to you. And I serve my clients through intuitive body readings and one-to-one spiritual coaching. My intuitive body readings are one-to-one sessions over Zoom where I use my third eye to read your body and will listen to what the universe or source or God or spirit wants me to communicate to you about where stagnant energy and trauma is living in your body. And in these intuitive body readings, we go over what you need to know in order to heal and manifest what you want into your life. You can design your life once you start dealing with the old energies in your body. I have done it. I teach others to do it, and it is my purpose on earth. The best way to describe my one-to-one coaching is super trippy, super transformative. I help my one-to-one clients discover and strengthen their own divine and psychic gifts. And within that process, my clients also build more intimacy with themselves and their relationships. 
So you can book 30-minute or 60-minute readings with me. Head to the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening to book a reading. And if you are interested in one-to-one -one coaching, message me on Instagram or Facebook. My name on Facebook is M-E-M-Kosik, C-I-O-S-E-K. Okay, let's get into this episode with Chloe Jabwa, Intuitive Spiritual Mentor. Hey, everybody. Today, we are with one of my very close friends and such a gorgeous, beautiful person, a complete blessing to this earth. We are with Chloe Jabwa today. Chloe is an intuitive spiritual mentor from Newcastle, UK, and Chloe grew up in London and then attended school at Durham University, where she graduated with a master's degree in physics, which is such a beautiful background because Chloe also works with astrology and she's driven to connect people with spirituality and physics is such a cool background to integrate with all the spiritual and like non logical stuff. It makes so much sense. And it's such a nice companion. I'm so excited to talk with Chloe more about this today. And we're going to get into some astrology topics. We're going to get into some intuitive driven topics. It's going to be a beautiful connective conversation. So Chloe Jawa, welcome to Root Awakening a Health podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Emily. I'm so excited about everything we're going to discuss and so blessed to, yeah, share this space with you. Yay, me too. <laughs> Chloe and I actually met each other online through one of our, I guess, would you say role models, Chloe? Definitely. Gala is such a role model to me. She helped me to discover EFT, which is such a transformational practice so I can't I want to call her more than a role model she's like a mom <laughs> yeah for sure for sure Gala Darling is who technically like indirectly connected us mm -hmm. I guess um, through her content and ever since then Chloe and I really clicked and she's just like a Chloe you're just like you're you're just sent straight from the universe like we've talked about this before but you're just like an, a galactic amazing presence like <laughs> it's it's just a it's a beautiful tri like almost trippy experience to talk with you because you're so connected you're so connected uh to the universe so I'm really really excited to be with you today it's an honor and I would love to start by getting into your background a little bit so can you tell us mm -hmm. more about how you got into spirituality and how you uh, got to be came in to be a intuitive spiritual mentor definitely definitely so my I think my spiritual journey started with my first ever spiritual awakening I was 20 years old and I just had this feeling that there was more to life than I was repeatedly being told. You know, I, I had this feeling that something within me was out of place and I just couldn't tell what it was or where it was. And at the time I was in my third year of studying for my master's degree in physics. And so many of the messages that I got about the stars were about, you know, stellar luminosities and like all of these different things that are not related at all to astrology. And I like, <laughs> I say that I kind of went through the spiritual awakening because I knew that there was more to life. But even when I first decided to study physics, I was kind of met with that same feeling that the universe was so magical and complicated and beautiful. 
and that there was just so much more to everything than we could even compute you know we don't even know where most of the matter in this universe is where whereas lots of my physics lecturers like to make believe that we have you know the whole thing figured out bringing me to my first spiritual awakening when I began to speak with my spirit guides, receive lots of intuitive downloads, began to feel called to the path of a light worker, all of these different things. When this happened, I began to ask a question, why do we not know what dark matter and dark energy is? You know, we say in the physics world, I mean, we mm-hmm. <laughs> say that spirituality doesn't exist. You know, astrology is a load of bollocks, all of these different things but yet you can't explain what dark matter and dark energy is. And that's 95% of the components of this universe. We don't even know what it is. We can't measure it. We have no, we have, you know, theories about the different um, materials that it could be made up of, but none of them have actually been proven. And the science world I found, especially, you know, going to a university that was quite close-minded and being very in the 3D, it was very focused on, you know, pressure to succeed and get good grades and, you know, graduate and go into the corporate world and get a good job and all of these things. They were very close off to astrology. And I remember speaking to my supervisor for my master's thesis because I wanted to use the scope of the project to, you know, delve into astrology. And she looked at me like, she wished that she could go back five years and tell me that I shouldn't study this course because the attitude that so many people in the world of physics have about spirituality is just like, it's not accepted. And I know this because I used to feel like spirituality wasn't real and all of these things too. So I know where they're coming from. It's a very different world to the 3D world that we're conditioned to believe in. But at the same time, it's a very valid world and it's very real. And, you know, in the first ever universities, astrology was not actually taught as a separate science from astronomy. They came hand in hand together. And so maybe I lived some past lives and, you know, studied them both together. And now I'm coming back to it. I'm not sure what's happening here. But all I do know is that there's massive developments that will have to be made in the worlds of physics in the next 100 to 200 years because spirituality is real all of these different things like our intuition our spirit guides you know even the dream world like what is the dream world there are so many things that we cannot understand and going into that journey of exploration I think is the future spirituality is the future Mm, yeah so true so true Yeah. And it's, it's like part of this waking up process that we're experiencing on earth, right? Mm -hmm. Like people are discovering or rediscovering ways to connect with their spirituality and a different form of looking at the world that doesn't necessarily involve logic, you know, which is actually kind of cool because when, like what you're saying, when we're trying to get all the facts and figure out everything that Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, that's not very satisfying because you're not going to find them. It's just like the folks that are within the physics sector who still don't know what dark matter is. And they're still (laughs) unexplained, even though they're working so hard to, there are just going to be things that are unexplained. So it's up to us Mm. to interpret things in a way that feels good and connected Mm. to us individually, right? And to be open-minded as well to things like astrology, because, you know, before we understood what gravity is, we had a completely different understanding of the world and it's like we couldn't conceptualize what this force of gravity was or you know the equations that kept it moving we just know that things go downwards so reiki which is a method of healing that i am a big fan of it can heal us on so many different levels 
and just lead to massive transformation in our lives. Now, Reiki isn't like currently prescribed by, you know, the NHS, for instance, to treat different medical conditions, but there has been a lot of scientific research into Reiki and it's shown to improve symptoms of depression and anxiety in patients. But here's a catch. If you had low levels of depression and anxiety, it wouldn't really do so much. If you had high levels, it would basically reduce these down to zero. And it's like, that's something, you know, how comes it didn't really reduce symptoms in people who weren't experiencing high levels of anxiety and depression in the first place? It's energy. Everything is energy. And that's what I believe. And I really even believe that our energy is mirrored out into the stars like the cosmos is a reflection of our internal landscape and our internal world and that's why astrology is so powerful I'm still like in awe of astrology like the day when I first started believing in it from being an atheist physicist used to think that you know physics was the with physics was god basically I'm still in awe of astrology even today yeah, let's get, can we get into your path with astrology and like more details on how you came to discover it? Because I think it's super cool. Like I love, I love how things have played out in your life, Chloe. It's really <laughs> that succession to hear about that succession. So yeah, would you like to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So oh, where do I start? I was a bit of a stubborn atheist. I'll be honest, not to say that there's anything wrong with being atheist, but where I was at the minute, you know, physicists kind of do have this reputation in general but I was very anti-spirituality anti-astrology and I had loads of like creative friends who were into astrology and all of this stuff and they'd be like oh like my son is in Jupiter Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'd be like you don't know what you're talking about like get out of here obviously that's not a real aspect you guys But yeah, one day my friend was just like, well, did you know that you're a fire sign? And I was like, what's a fire sign? Tell me more. And then she was explaining that she's an air sign. And that, you know, that means that I'm always very impulsive and quick to get going. and like to be doing a lot of things and all of that. And that she was very communicative and flowy and great with writing and thinking. And it just clicked in that moment. You know, for a while, I didn't understand, you know, the different signs and the houses and the aspects and the planets and all of these different things. All I knew was that there was fire earth water and air as well you know the four kind of elements Mm -hmm. and from understanding that I began to look at the people around me so if you're new to astrology and you're wanting to get in I always tell people the best way to get involved is to look at the people around you even people that you know maybe you have them on Facebook and you went to school with them like, like you went to middle school with them you could check out their birth chart just from knowing their date of birth and Yeah, I kind of did do that because I was just collecting a database in my mind because remember, I was coming from a very scientific place Mm -hmm. um, and I did make an astrology Excel spreadsheet. So don't judge me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's so cool. Genuinely. And then when you start to look at the people around you, you know, you can form similarities. So maybe if you just, you know, go on the internet and you read what a Scorpio is, you won't understand. But, you know, when you compare three of your Scorpio friends it's kind of easy to look at what they share and have in common and then you don't even have to listen to what's said online you can just kind of form your own scientific understanding like that's what I would definitely recommend to someone who was wanting to get into astrology just to pay attention to those people around you yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so 
what do you think about like sun? Okay. So there's like a sun sign, a rising sign. Okay. So it's very, it's becoming very clear right now that I don't know much about <laughs> astrology <laughs> and it's something that I'm interested in. But like, I talked to Chloe about, like, I listen to what she has to say about us astrological topics. For example, I don't research it that much myself because I'm really good at, you know, kind of one thing at a time. So I think mm -hmm. I'm about to get to the point where I'm interested more in astrology, but I don't look up 10 things at once when I'm researching yeah. science. You know what I'm saying? I get really deep into it. So it's got to be kind mm -hmm. of one thing at a time. So I don't know much about astrology either, which is great because some of our listeners won't know yeah. too much. We'll know a lot. So can you start us off, I guess, on the types of signs? Because like, I know that like the sun's is the sun sign the one that we all kind of rely on as our tie to astrology and say, hey, this is my yeah. sun sign. Okay, exactly. And it's the easiest one to calculate because, you know, it's it's based on like the month that you were born in, and it kind of does repeat cyclically. So it's easy to know your sun sign, but to find out your moon sign, you're going to have to know, you know, the, the location that you're born in and all of these different things. And to find out your rising sign, you're going to have to know your time of birth as well. So it's just about getting more and more specific. And you were saying, you know, you want to do one thing at a time. Definitely don't overload yourself when it comes to astrology. Even now, I still feel overwhelmed with how much more learning there is to do about, you know, all of the different fixed stars and all of like the different aspects that can be formed you know it's a continual journey so you don't feel like you have to be at the end goal just start with your sun and that is you know what you probably recognize you probably you probably know your sun sign already it's just based on the month that you were born in and maybe do some journaling as well on how you relate to your sun sign you know start with the the premise that astrology is real and then look to yourself as a map to understand your sun sign that's kind of you know, your ego, your identity, who you recognize yourself as, is also who you kind of move into as you go through life. So your moon sign is maybe who you were, you know, in school as a younger person. And as you mature through your life, you kind of develop from your moon sign to your sun sign. And for that reason, your moon sign is also kind of like your home, your foundations, where you get emotional. What's the word? <laughs> like emotional fulfillment how you approach your emotions as well it talks about your intuition so for instance like the speed of your intuitive insights or the speed of your action almost and then your rising sign is kind of how you interact with the world so not just people the world so you know I'm cancer rising and with people I can you know really feel really super comfortable with those that are close to me and then people further away from me it might take them a little bit of time to get close within and that's kind of how I approach life as well so your rising sign tells you about um, your relationship with life as well as your relationship with people so in this example you know I really like to throw myself headfirst into projects but it can take me a while to you know get in get fully involved with them if they're not in my energy field it will probably take them a while for me to take me a while to like register that is something that I should be doing so just in general I feel like going on that personal astrological journey through your sun sign your moon sign and your rising sign is the first step of understanding your astrology and then you can begin maybe it would take like six months from starting your astrological practice to feel like you have a firm foundation on those three things you don't even have to dive into your houses just yet. 
And then after that, maybe look at, you know, your Mercury, your Mars, your Venus, things like that. So your Mercury is how you think, communicate your intelligence, things like that. And then your Mars is kind of your sex drive, your aggression, how you respond in arguments. It's, your Mars is kind of like how your operating system kind of functions as soon as you turn on basically so new new situations presented how do you react to it mm. and then your venus is kind of how you are in love the things that you value as well things like beauty all of those kinds of things so i i would always say that you can just take it in stages and then you know after that you might want to go into the generational planets like jupiter and saturn and things like that but just start from your sun moon and rising and don't feel like you have to even understand a birth chart for at least a year you know I couldn't read my birth chart until I had been looking at astrology for a year and it always felt like it's something I want to do you know I had a mathematical brain and I studied physics and it, I was like it's just a graph it's not that hard but something within me was like I want to get the foundations first and that is completely okay to do yeah cool that's amazing advice <laughs> for people that are just stepping into it and people that have been looking looking into it I think it's really nice for everyone to hear about like how you can kind of understand more about yourself in stages. If someone went yeah. and looked at like everything at once, Too kind much. of, yeah, it's so nice <laughs> to have kind of a pattern and a method to that. I love how that plays out. And Chloe, I'm wondering with your relationship to astrology, did it make you, what were the things that you really liked about it? Like you mentioned a little bit of that in your when you were describing your path uh, to mm -hmm. getting to astrology, but did it help you feel seen? Did it help you understand yourself mm -hmm. more? What were your feelings when it started to come into your life? Oh, those feelings were so deep mm -hmm. because, you know, I'd always, I never identified as a Leo. I thought I actually hated Leos. I mean, I didn't believe in astrology, don't get me wrong, but I also didn't like the idea of a Leo and I'm a Leo. And then I remember like getting into astrology and like going within, you know, I think before I had my spiritual awakening, I would not go within my, within my own brain. I would kind of be responding to you know, external influences, what other people thought of me, what other people wanted for, for me or from me. And then astrology allowed me to go within and, and recognize myself in so many of the experiences that I've had in my life. And to be able to say, actually, like that is me, that is who I am. I don't have to pretend that I'm not this person anymore. My main one is when I started learning about my Mars in Scorpio, I just, that was a, a spiritual awakening in itself for me because so many parts of myself began to make sense. And I just felt like, for the, for the first, I'm getting emotional actually. For the first time, I felt like I was beginning to understand myself. And yes, it's easy to argue that, you know, it's healthy to understand yourself without the need to look into astrology but it is such a useful framework to human psyche and the human consciousness and it I for me astrology was such a massive spiritual awakening because from the perspective of a physicist I knew some things about you know the planets and the stars and everything but not that they could tell me like what what I like in the bedroom <laughs> Yeah, I did not see any of that coming. It was a massive awakening. And then it made me ask the question, what is the force 
that keeps us all going. I mean, I asked that question a lot when I was studying physics, you know, like, yes, they're telling us that there was a big bang. Like, what was that? What was it? You can tell us what it is, but what is it? <laughs> Does that make sense? I hope this makes sense. Yeah. But, um, like, <laughs> you can put a name on it, but like, what, what, yeah, what, what are is the it? details? Like what's behind that? Right. Definitely. Definitely. And that's the journey that so many spiritual warriors have been going on for lifetimes now. And there are a bunch of souls who are currently incarnating, who are ready to make these changes. And for me, I think the biggest thing that astrology allowed for me was to instead of being someone who was, you know, maybe confused about like who I was, about what I liked. Back then I hadn't started my business and, you know, I have a lot of placements astrologically that speak about business and I just felt depressed. I was like, I don't want to be a student anymore. I want to Mm. start my business and, and, and work for myself, but I don't know why I can't give myself the permission to do that. Astrology allowed me to have that permission and transformed me to someone who was looking for answers to someone who could own their own power and to feel joyful to create the life that I want rather than mirroring what others wanted oh my god totally (laughs) I love how I fucking love how you tie that in because that's exactly what I thought of when you said well yeah you can understand yourself in a lot of different ways but I chose to understand myself through astrology and I think that's a beautiful way. And I was just thinking, yeah, I think it's, it's such a nice resource too, because to just say, well, I'm going to start understanding myself. It's really not that easy. Like where do you start? <laughs> exactly. Where do you start and who are exactly. you? Like, who are we? Because we get conditioned to think mm. like, oh, this is better if I do this, or I'm going to strive to be like this because this person that I know is successful and they're like this. So I'm going to try to be yeah. like that too. And definitely, oh, if this, this type of behavior attracts who I want to attract. So I'm going to try to be that type of behavior. Like these are all things that I did, by the way, right? Yeah, like, like um, it's how it's kind of how we're trained in society on so many levels. Like we're trained mm. to do, do things all the same way, not what we should be doing, not what we have to be doing, but we get led to that we shouldn't have to be doing that. And mm. um, I think astrology provides like it just reminds us that, yeah, we're an individual like down to the yeah. time. And location that we were born, we're such an individual. And it it gives us some tangible information to hold on to, to remind us of that and to validate that. And sometimes we need that because we can't just be like, okay, I'm going to start using my willpower in my mind to (laughs) remind myself I'm an individual and just go. It's not, you, you don't. It's, it's rare to grow up in this society and believe that if you haven't had some kind of crazy, possibly traumatic event that makes you kind of switch your brain, right? Mm-hmm. If you haven't had that, that crazy epic moment, you're not it, likely you're not just going to like turn your brain into thinking, okay, I'm going to facilitate all of this for myself. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need information and something that sounds more factual and yeah. a different type of science to remind us of that, right? And it definitely is just a reminder. Like, it's more like we're learning all of this stuff. Like when I had my spiritual awakening, you know, people around me were kind of asking questions like, doesn't this feel strange that you were like, this is not believe in any of this. And now, you know, you're fully submerged. And it just felt like I was remembering my home. Like I was remembering my origins and where I came from. And, you know, at that time um, when I was 20, I began to 
like really have this feeling and that's something that I have developed a lot since my first awakening so I truly truly believe that when we come to this our DNA already remembers all of this stuff our body our soul is already familiar with all of the things that we came here to do why because we've done it for lifetimes and I really believe that our soul remembers and you know I really feel like when we connect with our true life path a lot of the time it's not us doing anything you know massively new it's us doing what we've kind of done before in a way that feels super super authentic and just resonates with us as well and I think that awakening fully to our life path is such a beautiful thing because once we remember we can help others to remember too and we can also share our gifts with the collective and you know not everyone is a light worker but I'm sure many people in your audience may you know identify as light workers and a massive part of a light being a light worker I feel like is identifying your light because everyone has their own unique light and we can often be scared to share our light that's a huge thing that I feel like a lot of people um, face but once we can at least identify our light which I believe is in the cosmic blueprint which I feel like is a set of instructions that we like a deal that we make with the universe before we're even born about you know the kind of experiences we're going to run into and and the maybe some of the people that we're going to meet and Mm. you know the dates in our life when we will awaken all of these different things as well as how we can serve humanity so just remembering that tapping into that and even thinking about the 5d it's already there we're just remembering into the future <laughs> that's what I believe anyway we're, we're remembering into the future and I think that that's how you know things like being psychic and like tarot work is that you know oh this is quite physics and it's a bit of a long point maybe we should get into this like a bit more later but you know so Einstein kind of conceptualized space-time which is the idea that you know like we're here in space, we are this long, we're this wide, and we have this, I don't know, okay, wait, wait. So before Einstein, there was this idea that, you know, there's three dimensions, um, we're three-dimensional bodies and beings, and then Einstein kind of said, no, well, actually, time is, like, linked in with the dimensions of our space, you know, so this moment that we're in right now, that's inextricably linked in with the value of time in space-time coordinates and then like since then you know M theory and stuff uh, explains that there's up to 10 dimensions that we experience it's not just the four dimensions and so it's like okay so we're in the three dimensions that's really cool what the fuck is in the fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth and tenth dimension does anyone know no well a lot of spiritual people have answers and when we even look at the very mathematics of like the geometry of our world the ideas about what could be in the fifth dimension is that it's just basically a collection of all the information about what we're doing over all time it already exists it's just in the fifth dimension so it's math, like this very spiritual concept is mathematically validated. So that's why a lot of spiritual people talk about quantum physics and all of these different things, but the physics world never speaks about spirituality. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's crazy. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And I think, I think they're going to start uniting, Chloe, yes. because like that you exist, right? Like you're here to tell us like, wait, we can kind of connect these things and that mm. becomes like a beautiful, a beautiful mix 
mm. of sciences. And like, because if you take a little from each part, it's it becomes like a very valid, solid uh, concept, right? <laughs> so I was going to ask you, and this ties in, I think, quite nicely, like what you mentioned that lightworkers are here to share their light with mm. the world, with with the universe. Can you tell us a little bit more about what being a light worker is and what that means? Yeah, definitely. So I guess, uh, I guess a lot of people who are light workers maybe go through this awakening, like a light worker awakening when they realize that there are, you know, a lot of things in the world, like a lot of problems that need solving and that there have to be people who are willing to solve those problems. And, you know, light workers didn't originate in the 21st century. They've been around since the beginning of time. And many people are light workers. You know, a lot of people work light without saying, oh, I'm a light worker. So it literally is just a term. And it's been propagated a lot on the internet as well, because I think spiritual concepts can spread very far on the internet. Technology is such a blessing for the collective awakening that we're entering into the in, into in the age of Aquarius. But just in general, a light worker is someone who kind of anchors onto their purpose and who feels called to anchor the light from these higher dimensions that I was talking about up to the 10th dimension and bring them down to the 3D, to the 2D, to wherever it needs to go. Okay, well, I mean, in a way, like what is magic? So this podcast is about having spirituality as our superpowers I feel like even right now we're doing magic the thoughts that we're having the emotions we're feeling all of that is generating like experiences and so I think magic is a lot more practical than we even realize a lot of the time when I'm doing magic I'm like making lists and organizing my life and you know like do it lighting a candle and saying a prayer do you know it's not like I guess dark magic is magic that's done with kind of dark intentions or maybe more that you know if we're a spider's web kind of described in Indra's net you know we're kind of propagating energy from our space and there are some people who literally do propagate very dark kind of black dripping energy like that's what they do that's their way of living maybe it was a coping mechanism when they were younger maybe they are a dark soul whatever it is maybe it's a collection you know an organization who together then begin to propagate this into the collective whereas a light worker who is someone who can receive that light and trans receive that dark and transmute it into light as well as propagating light from their essence and I guess when we speak of light <laughs> that can be quite a vague term but it's just talking about you know, even in physics, like gravity, for something to fall, it has to have something underneath it that's like less than it. It doesn't mean that, you know, if, how do I describe this? If I drop a ball and it falls on the floor, it doesn't mean that it falls to the center of the earth. And in a similar way, it's just a contrast between two energies, two vibrations and light workers kind of guide energy from that lower place to that higher place is how I feel. Cool. I love it. Nice. So it establishes <laughs> like a more of a balance on earth. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That's super cool. That's super cool. <laughs> Chloe, so I'm wondering as, as an intuitive spiritual mentor, how do you guide your clients through this process? Do you help them to dip their toes into spirituality? What is it mm -hmm. like to work with you? 
Yeah, definitely. So the first way I began working with my clients is through tarot and through channeling messages through tarot. This was a year and a half or two years ago. And this was, you know, it was less about healing and more about, you know, expansion of the mind of consciousness. And since then, I have really... I mean, maybe my journey to spirituality even reveals this, but I've really enjoyed working on more of a holistic basis. So, you know, if, you know, a client is having a certain problem, maybe the solution isn't just tarot alone. It could be tarot, Reiki, EFT, hypnotherapy, you know, prayer, all of these different things. So usually someone will come to me and say, you know, I would like to work on my solar plexus chakra. Here are the blocks that I'm feeling in my solar plexus chakra, et cetera, et cetera. And it will be a a kind of a a mixed bag on what spirit is kind of deciding to gift them with. It could be a tarot reading. It could be healing. So it's more of a holistic offering. And then I also do love to host spiritual workshops. And just because I think that it's so important to have a community of people around you who kind of not think the same way that you do as if it's a cult, but can actually understand what you're saying rather than just dismissing it as, you know, woo-woo or oh, like the world doesn't work like that. Like as spiritual people, it feels like sometimes sometimes it's a bit tiring how many times we have to explain ourselves to people, but you know, someone's got to do it. But just having a community of like-minded people who you can share these ideas with, um, that is super central to what I feel is my purpose here. So I love hosting spiritual workshops on different things, on, you know, on manifestation, on healing, on connecting with your third eye, I think. We did a workshop together on the third eye. Yeah, just different things in general. So I'm currently, yeah, I've got some exciting news coming up about kind of an even more holistic blend of those two avenues, you know, the holistic healing and mentorship, as well as, you know, the group workshops and classes. So I'm super excited for the next month. Yay. And yes, it's important that everyone knows that Chloe's workshops are fucking incredible. (laughs) Like talk about a group of people that are just super in tune and so supportive. Like the vibe is so high. The vibe is so high in Chloe's workshops. And she's so she's such a good like mediator and like the way that it's guided the way that you guide your workshops, Chloe, is really special. So everyone needs to check out her workshops and what she offers. <laughs> You're very good at cultivating a, a beautiful, supportive community. I think it's so important to know other people that are into spirituality that aren't just like, yeah, okay. Like sometimes people can even be open to it, but they just kind of don't know what you're talking about. It's nice to know yeah. <laughs> know what you're talking about, right? It's just, it's nice to have everybody in your life in some way, but it's really important when you're on your spiritual journey to be surrounded, surrounded by like-minded people with similar vibrations, <laughs> or just high vibrations. And yeah, so you're just, I, I want to make sure that people know that because it's, it's a very special special unique experience to be in Chloe's workshops and I'm also wondering how we can like continue to follow your journey how can we find out about the offerings that you have do you work mostly through Instagram yeah definitely follow me on Instagram I kind of a few months ago launched a new feature on my Instagram where I basically talk about the astrology coming up you know, the day that you're watching it. And it's a really fun way to just like keep tapped into astrology. So definitely if you're wanting to know like more about me or what I have to offer or, you know, how you can get involved with the program that I mentioned as well, like my Instagram is the place for all of that. 
Yay. Awesome. And Chloe is by constellate, right? On, on Instagram. Yeah. yeah by constellate. So yeah, a lot of people say constellate, but I think constellate is kind of like constellation, right? It's kind of like oh. physics and to constellate means to unite several shining bodies under one combined illumination that kind of illuminate, um, with a luminosity brighter than they could shine individually. So when I first started Constellate, that was kind of my mission going forwards. <laughs> cool, I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool to learn more about the background of that. Okay, by Constellate. And you yeah. also are on YouTube as well, right? Are you still on Yes, there? I post Pick a Card Tarot readings on my YouTube channel and Pick a Card Tarot is super intuitive and a lot of people feel like there's a wrong way to do it and get scared, like, am I going to choose the right pile? But honestly, you know, I feel like as intuitive beings, I'm intuitive, you're intuitive, we're going to be called to the pile that we were destined to hear. And so just having that faith and trust as you explore Pick a Card Tarot is what's really going to give you those super powerful messages that allow you to make massive transformation in your life if you wish. Yay. I love it. Super fun. (laughs) I have one last question for you, Chloe. Definitely. I ask all of our podcast guests this, almost all of our podcast guests this, what do you think the root of health is? What do you think like the mm. line of health is? Oh, definitely energy, 100% oh. energy. I feel like, you know, as within, so without, when we're talking about health, we're talking about our aura, we're talking about our epigenetics, all of these different things that kind of store energy in our body. And, you know, I've kind of, I haven't spoken about like yoni magic or yoni rituals in this podcast, but that's kind of like, I have a massive Starbucks latte just here beside me. I'm, I wouldn't say, I also have a smoothie, so maybe it balances each other out. I don't know, but I'm not super like into health, I feel. But when it comes to, you know, energy, yoni magic and yoni rituals are so powerful because, I mean, just talk a little bit about what they are. They're basically an ancient steaming practice, a spiritual steaming practice that originated centuries ago. It's used in you know, African culture and all of these different cultures around the world to ease us like, so many different ailments, things like fibroids, like painful menstruation, all of this stuff. And I'm mentioning this because I feel like our cycles as women, as people with vaginas, as whatever you identify as, our cycles are intrinsically tied in with the moon cycles. You know, on average, they're the same length of time. And that, I noticed that, you know, on months when I've not been giving myself that emotional time that I need, I've not been paying attention to my needs enough, you know, maybe I've not been eating as healthily. That's when I noticed I experienced more pain. You know, I experienced more discomfort during my cycle. And so it's almost like our cycle is a manifestation of our energy and every month we can use it like some tarot cards to work out like where do I need to put more energy and where can I kind of slow down and you know I like we speak about yoni rituals I mean yoni is not a chakra but it's very similar it's a it's an energy fill it's an energy center it has its own aura and there's energy exchanges happening all the time and I feel like you know, when we have an energy field, we have thoughts stored there, we have beliefs, we have memories of people, you know, maybe even from past lives, we have experiences stored there. And that is what manifests 
health picture that's what I believe you know and when we do something like a yoni ritual we can begin to create more ease in that area of our life and I can't even tell you how many different health benefits I've had from something that's like a spiritual practice and I really feel like there's a reason for that that's so, yeah. so cool <laughs> awesome another little like suggestion about what we can dive into and explore before definitely if you've not heard of yoni rituals and you've been looking for a way to connect with your spirituality and to just feel better to release some of the maybe uncomfortable symptoms you may have with your monthly cycle to release certain types of trauma like you know I also offer my own but definitely definitely look into their properties because they are just so healing and yeah I mean I do combine them with Reiki with aromatherapy with spiritual intention but you know it also has that basis of just plant medicine just working with the plants and that's what our ancestors did for centuries before we had medicine and ibuprofen and all of these things we worked with the plants we had to know which plants were healing because otherwise we would not be healed and that was very painful as an experience so people dismiss plant medicine I don't think they should (laughs) Mm-hmm. yeah powerful mm-hmm. stuff it's powerful yeah. <laughs> thank you so much chloe for joining us on this episode and i think we would all be so grateful if you came back on to talk maybe more about yoni steaming more about how we can dip our toes into spirituality and the topics that you are specifically working on these days and lit up about chloe jabwa thank you so much for joining us here we are so grateful for you it has been an honor to talk to you Oh, Emily, it's been such a pleasure and I'm so grateful to anyone who has listened to this part of the podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed being here with me and Emily um, and yeah, just wishing you the most beautiful day ahead of you. I hope you loved this episode with Chloe Jabwa, intuitive spiritual mentor. I have all of Chloe's contact information linked in the show notes. Support Chloe. Check out what she is talking about. I am getting a ringing in my ear right now as I am saying this, which is a nudge that indeed all of you should be checking out what Chloe has to offer. She is such a special person. She is so in tune with the universe. She has a way of explaining astrology that is so easy to understand and so interesting. She has all of these new facts about astrology that I've never heard of before. Go check her out. And if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community. And if you'd like to book a 30 minute or 60 minute reading with me, head to the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening to book a reading. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, message me on Instagram or Facebook. Again, my name on Facebook is M-E-M-C-I-O-S-E-K. I am Emily Kosick, intuitive health coach and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you all so much for listening to this interview, for spreading the word about natural health, for spreading the word about empowering topics, empowering truths. I love you all. See you on the next episode.